through the ages and of the ages. Let me tell you how he says I'm going, how that I'm alive today. You say forever and ever like this. He's oion, oion, into the ages and of the ages. You're into it and you're of it, but you're not out of it. That's why we call it eternity. You're just into it and you're part of it, but you're not out of it. Jesus said, I was alive, I was, I was necros, I was dead, and behold, I day, I am alive, Joes, into the ages and of the ages. You will never get out of it as long as you're around. I'm going to be alive, and though I was dead. The scripture that says it pleased the Father to indwell him with fullness, the word Father is not there. Doesn't say he was there. Patros, Father is not there. It just said it was pleasing that all fullness dwell in him. Hallelujah. That's all. Who did it please? Why it pleased all kind of nature. Are you with me tonight? I hope I'm, I get so wrapped up in this kind of stuff. You see, I, I, I may get on. But I'm going to tell you what it does to me. It proves to me that he who walked the shores of Galilee was that one that stood back in Abraham's day and said, make the sacrifice. Glory to God! It's the same one to me. Praise God that was able to form the heaven and the earth. And it was unsightly and unfurnished. But he made it. Glory to God. Who was it pleasing to? It fit all creation. It was in harmony with everything. I was showing Brother Bass just before the church. I run on this scripture. The Bible said he came unto his own, and the own there is neuter. He came, and you have to, nowadays, in the Kone, you have to add the word things. He came to his own things, and hoi audior, his own men, which is masculine, would not receive him. Here's the way it reads. He came to his own things, and his own men wouldn't receive him. Men was the only thing that rejected him. But he said, these stones can cry out and say, Hosanna, if you shut up. Everything around here can fit together. Hallelujah. He was in the world. The world was made by him. Thank God, and the world did not know him. He came to his own things, to his own garden, to his own world, to his own creatures. And everything around there received him except one thing, and that was man. But to them who did receive him, to them gave he dynamite, dunamite, and they are becoming the sons of God. Hallelujah to God! The process is going on right here tonight. I am becoming a child of God tonight. You got me? He's sunrise and he's sunset. When the first dawn of secular history was ever written, my Lord was there in his splendor and glory. And when the sun sets with the twilight of Armageddon, which is a day that it is either neither night nor dark, but it is his twilight, at evening time there should be light. I'm going to tell you what, when that day comes, he will not have diminished. But he is there coming on. He is ever coming on. Glory to God. He is ever improving. And the Bible said he is revealing himself. Thank God. The word Lord itself means uh, the self-independent one, the self-sufficient independent one who continues to reveal himself more and more and more. They didn't know who he was. He's not the second person in anybody's trinity. Thank God. But he took upon himself the form of a man. He come down among his own things. 
He lived with his own things, and his own men wouldn't receive him. But he said, if, I, if these men shut up, stones will cry out, because everything around here knows that I'm God. When Calvary shook under the impact, my friend, of the earthquake and the thunder and the lightning, I want you to know what it was. It was those bolts of thunder and the bolts of earthquakes that were created from the very start. And when that flesh died upon the cross, there was such power and there was such recognition and there was such control that that old earth began to shake and began to quiver and began to tremble. Why? Because everything knew that he was God except men. And men loved darkness rather than light. Light, darkness couldn't hold back light. But men held it back. Woo! I love him. Is it great to you tonight? Now let me come down to something else. Always overhead speaks of his utter holiness. I say his utter holiness. His utter purity. You don't have to go back 1,500 years and find the tradition to try to find out what God thinks of holiness right now. He's the same God that spoke to the apostles. And when he said modest dress to them, he hadn't changed his mind about it. <laughs> the world thinks they've talked God out of some things. You hadn't talked him out of a thing. Hallelujah. You hadn't talked him out of a thing. He still is a pure God and he demands of you to come up to his equal and up to his level. That is holiness. There's one reason why you're to be holy. He said, because that's the way I am. That's the only reason for it. Somebody said, why have I got to have my hair long? Because he's holy. And he wants you to be just like him. Somebody said, how long is long? You want me to help you out there? Preachers, write this on your cuff. What, what, how long is long? I can tell you exactly. It's written durably. It would be correctly said like this. Your hair, woman, should con our hair, uh, should she should continue having long hair. It is dirty if it keeps growing. You don't ever cut it. It just keeps going. That's it. That's it. The word is written dirtily. It just keeps going. There is no interruption. It just keeps going. And men, it it talks about men should have short hair. They should be having short hair constantly cutting. It wouldn't hurt you to trim her a little bit every day. Amen. Glory to God. That's right. But I still got some in my church. I got some in my church that still have to preach to them every so often to go get the haircut. I don't know why they want that stuff to flip. I don't know why. Do you think that makes you that much prettier? Oh, God help you. Do you really think it makes you that much better looking? You forget it. Some of you would come near making heaven if you'd have been born ugly. But you've convinced yourself you're pretty good looking. What? And I asked some of the other men. I said, boys, why don't you do like I do? What's wrong with my hair? And I said, don't answer that. I know what's wrong with it. I got a donut haircut. Cut. Got a hole in the top. Amen. Thank God. But that cutting process ought to go on for a man. Hallelujah. I wish I had time for that. Paul gives you about five reasons why women you're supposed to have long hair. Subjection to your husband is one reason. Glory on your head and you're of the man. 
Another reason is nature teaches you itself. Another reason angels are impressionable characters and you're the bride of Christ and you better have hair that uh, like they know you're supposed to have. And then the correct translation, but if any man is contentious, is like this. Well, if any man wants to continue arguing, we don't have any customs such as cutting your hair, neither do the churches of God. He gave the customs of the church as a final argument for a woman having long hair. You don't have to figure, brother. Somebody said, now I'd like to go back and find about how the women did their hair and cut their hair back about 1500 or about in Jesus' time. It makes no difference if you go back, brother, to the very sunrise. My God hadn't changed his mind about man. He hadn't changed his mind about a woman. Hallelujah! They're still like that. Glory to God, glory to God. Amen. In him that is no parallax. Amen. In this camera, they had to figure for variation because they moved out to the side. But brother, you don't have to move out to the side. He's directly overhead. Glory to God. He's always shining down. He's always right overhead. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, the Hellenists. Pharisees came to Jesus and said Moses allowed a letter of divorcement. What are you going to say? He said Moses allowed, he didn't say God did, but Moses allowed a letter of divorcement. But I want to tell you something, from the beginning it wasn't like that. Hallelujah. What do you mean now Jesus? I want to tell you how it was to start with. And that's what God is interested in because he's always the same. He never changes. I believe he believed a man and he gave a man one wife to start with. That's all he's supposed to have when he winds up. I'm walking on somebody's little toenails right now. Amen. Amen. Now I've got people in my church been married before and I tell them this. You can sit there and try to be saved. But I'm still going to preach it and every time I come to it, I'm going to cross it and I'm going to say just exactly. Except for fornication. The word fornication is pornei, which is general immorality. Adultery has to do with a particular act of sin. But pornei is general adultery. The Hellenists had interpreted that if your wife didn't fix your breakfast just right, you could divorce her and call it immorality. But you know the reason that uh, Jesus made that except for fornication is because originally, under the law, if she committed fornication, she would be stoned, she would die, and the husband would be loose anyway. Otherwise, there is no exception. Hallelujah. Am I right? Jesus was telling how it was back to start with. Hallelujah. He said except for fornication. And from the start, fornication was supposed to have the judgment of death upon it. And the judgment of death was taken away by the Roman courts. The Jews didn't have it any longer. And they got mixed up. But he said from the beginning. There's never any shadow. You don't ever have to worry about it. He believes... Thank God that death is the only thing that parts. Oh, it got quiet that night. And I don't rule your life. And I'm not pastoring your church. 
I'm just telling you what's my personal belief about it right now. All right? Hallelujah to God. I don't believe you've got to know the fashion of the 1500s. I've got preachers in my area that preach against not having a cuff on your britches. You're fooling around. You're messing around. You don't know what you're talking about. Because two years later they come back and put cuffs on them and now they're preaching against that. Your holiness is about five years behind. It's not your job to try to figure out the styles in Paris and then after it becomes common, preach at holiness. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry for a lot of folks that have to listen to guff like that and I hope that's a good word. You better know what holiness is before you start out. Oh, glory, glory, glory. You better know what it is. The word braided in, in the book of Peter means to tangle up in a brush like sheep's wool. The word braided. The word braided means to entwine gold into the hair, referring you back to the Septuagint in the book of Isaiah, a couple with the word Stephanos, which is a crown, to entwine gold in the hair and make a crown out of it. Glory. A little bit of divine sarcasm the apostles used. There were women that was entwining some gold in the hair and making them a Stephanus, a martyr's crown, and they were crowned. If you get your crown in your hair, you're not going to get one when we get over there. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible don't tell how to fix it, but it tells you don't put that stuff in it and make a crown out of it. And a lot of people go back and use the Old Testament Scripture about eyeglasses and all that. I'll shock you with the fact that one of the words mean underclothes. And I hope you believe in underclothes. Amen. Oh, dear God, where are you? Where are you? Shall I wear it here, here, here? How? God's always been the same. You can go back, brother, to the time of Abraham. And he wanted a woman to be in subjection. And Paul called upon that and said, Just like Sarah, in subjection, adorning yourself modestly, this is the way it's supposed to be done. And I'm going to tell you what, it's a crying shame, but Paris can change the style of this church tonight quicker than this pulpit can. We preached against short dresses for a long time to get up in the choir with their dresses short. We preached against it. You had a struggle, and I did too. But Paris came out with it about, I don't know how long ago, but they got them down here now, and everybody and their dogs getting them down to there. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Paris is going to come and go, but in him there is no parallax. He never changes. Glory to God. Amen. If you had cuffs in your britches a long time ago and God blessed you and you felt all right, go ahead and keep your cuff in there. I'm going to tell you what, dude. Don't ever put anything on you that makes a crown out of you or makes you glorify this self. Hallelujah. Adorn yourself before God. Glory to God with the ornament. And the word ornament is not there. But with a meek and quiet spirit. You go ahead and do that. Hallelujah to God. There is no change in Him. Praise God. Oh, no, 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 no. 
The same Jesus you saw go away. Somebody said, what's 2,000 years going to do to it? Now, I'm going to tell you what. Since Jesus Christ was here, the populace, uh, they quit riding on donkeys and started riding in cars. Since Jesus left, we all went to school and we know some things. And since he left, uh, we got better things to eat maybe. I, I want a little more than some things I eat then. And things have changed a little bit. And, and you don't know really how they dress. You can't really. I believe you ought to be covered up. I believe you ought to be godly. And you ought to appear before God as someone who is sober and someone who is modest and women with shamefacedness and sobriety. But I'm going to tell you what. You really don't know how it was. But as far as God is concerned, He gave the rule. The man is the head of the house and he's supposed to cut his hair and the woman is of the man. She's supposed to have hers long. Now Jesus, there's a lot happened since you left. I can stand on one side of the world, somebody on the other, and I can see him, hear him talking. But somehow or another, the church of the living God and the ministry felt like that that thing was going to be an instrument of the devil. For some reason or another, the ministry has always felt like that it was one of the greatest contributors to sin that we'd have. How long ago was that? Hallelujah. All of a sudden, God changed His mind. He's more interested in evangelism than He is, is holiness. My God never did put down or put up evangelizing or winning souls over holiness any day. Holiness is the number one criteria with Almighty God. You hear me? Praise God. Somebody said, well, we're going to have to put up with slacks. Now, I'm in Oklahoma. I've been saying just to get here. I can say to what I want to, get skin for it for some people. Others rejoice about it, and we go on. But I'm scared to say some things other places. But I said them, didn't I, why? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The crimes that they're putting on TV are being enacted the next day on the streets. Is that right? They're doing it. I've heard not long ago that we may have to put up with wearing a pantsuit in our service and, and, and uh, to win some people. I'm telling you right now, I don't care about winning you that much because this is the house of God and we're not going to get it down on the level you want us to get it on. I've been in other churches where they allowed it. You hear me? The next thing is they're going to be coming with sharks and a hauler and you're still going to be wanting to win them to God and you're going to allow it. Hallelujah. But I stop them at the door. I stop them at the door and said, I'm sorry, but this is the house of God. And my Lord said that stunk in His sight. The word abomination comes from the word stink. And that stinks in God's sight. I'm not that rude and harsh with it. I had a couple drive up not long ago before service. I happened to see them. And I just, I, 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 they were in the car. I didn't know what she had on. But I walked over to the car. I looked in. I saw she had on pantsuit and, uh, 
and she said, we came to be in service tonight. And for some reason or another, she asked me the question, is this all right? I said, I'm sorry, my dear lady, but have a rule in my church. I'm not telling you pastors what to do. And, uh, but uh, out of the States and Canada and so on, you may get hit for this. But uh, I said, uh, right here, I want you to be like God wants you to be when you come in here. And I said, I want you to come so bad. I'm so glad you're here. I'll tell you what I'll do. If you'll go down to the store and buy you a dress before service, you could, uh, Kmart's is still open, some of that. If you'll go down there, I'll buy you a dress for you. She said, oh, uh, Brother Trace, you don't have to do that. I said, I, I told my husband I, I didn't know whether I ought to do this or not. He went down to the store and bought her a dress and they came back into service and were very stirred under the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm praying. No, no, she didn't get the Holy Ghost. No, she didn't get the Holy Ghost. No, I won't straighten that out. She didn't get the Holy Ghost, but I'm praying that she will. And I'm going to tell you what, my friend, you may not want to be that way about it, but I remember in the Baptist church when he used to stop them on Spring Street in Waco, Texas, and said, go home dressed like a lady, and you can come into the church. Who am I? I don't believe God's any different. Hallelujah to God. I believe in the Old Testament, he said it's abomination for a woman to wear that which pertaineth to a man. I believe it's an abomination in the sight of God. In him there is no parallax. Let's lift him up tonight. It's not what you think. It's not what I think. But it's what he is that makes all the difference in the world. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't believe God's changed his mind about it. I believe he still wants us to shun those things. Oh, glory, glory. Somebody said, what's wrong with you folks? Is you think you're the only one saved? Brother Whalen's in my church. I think he's the one who made this statement. He said, you're wrong. We don't think all of us are saved. <laughs> Amen. Yes, sir. I want you to find out. I, let me tell you. I've got to tell you about this. Is it all right tonight? Am I doing the... Amen. I'm, I'm taking up more time than I generally do, but i got Brother Littlefield here tonight. I want to impress him. That's the reason I'm... <laughs> Amen. No, no, he's heard that before. In fact, he preaches parallax. In him there is no parallax, no figuring for variation. He's the same all the way through. I had a preacher that was recommended to me by a friend, and with friends like that you don't need enemies. But I had to be gone, and Brother Green, who was my assistant then, had him come on in. And he got up that night, and, and they started singing a chorus, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. He said, all right, let's all sing it in tongues now. And my church looked around at one another, you know, he didn't know what to make out of that. They didn't sing it in tongues. He's by himself. And he said, you can speak in tongues any time you want to. Oh, yeah. He said, you learn that like you learn a language. And you learn to do it. And you learn to speak in tongues. Hmm. I got home at night. <clears throat> I said, listen, uh, we, we, we can talk about it. Brother Green kept trying to stick me on him. I was trying to be nice to him because I'm a friend, you know. He said, my, you see, he said, he's talking about, now you women, I wasn't there. They gave me the report. And, and he said, now you women, said, you have long hair, but my wife, she wears up something on her head. She wears a covering. 
And I said, uh, Brother Green said, what about that? You don't believe in your wife having long hair? And he said, well, she wears this thing uh, for a covering. I said, let me tell you what. The original says her hair is given to her anti for, and the word for there is instead of, not gar, which is in order to, uh, which is because of, nor haste, which is in order to obtain, but it is anti, which means instead. Your hair is given to you instead of a covering. You're not supposed to have a veil on. Your hair is given to you instead of a covering. He said, well, in the Arabic it's, uh, uh oh. It says so. I said, I don't care what the Arabic says. I'm talking about the, the Greek, what it was written in. It says a hair was given to her for a covenant instead of a covenant. Brother, I'm going to tell you what. I believe that, that well, they come along. And did you know around Lake Charles, they had another service there pretty close, and the young people were going out and talking down at Tony's. You know, there may be another way to get the Holy Ghost. We don't know. Maybe there is another way to get the Holy Ghost. He said, I don't want none of you in my altar praying for him. You just tear with them. He said, you make it too hard. You beat on them and all, and he said, you make it too hard. You're so negative. He said, I don't want none of you to pray for these folks. I want to pray for them. And he'd get in the air and say something. He said, you got it. That's it. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something, my friend. It hasn't changed. God hasn't softened up. He hasn't changed it since the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say God hasn't changed it. I don't believe he's even changed it from the night I got the Holy Ghost. I squalled and bawled and hooped and hollered, and it don't sound nice, but I snorted that altar beach from one end to the other for three nights. And the third night, I got where I could talk a little bit. The preacher said, why don't you lift your hands and thank God for what he's already done. I lifted my hands and began to say, Jesus, after a while I knew it wasn't coming out right. I'd never heard anybody speak in tongues before. I'd never seen anybody get the Holy Ghost before. But bless your heart, it started coming out different. I, I knew I wasn't saying what I was supposed to be saying, but I was so happy I didn't care what I was saying. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In him, in him, there is no parallax. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Acts 2.38 and Acts 2 and 4 is just as real tonight and just as applicable tonight as it was in that time. Glory. I sent word to him, and I don't debate... But I sent word to him by another preacher. I said, come over to my place and I'll debate you on it any way you want to on the gifts and you possessing the gift of tongues any time you want to. There's several ways I'd like to attack it right now. You want to hear it? Shall I go on? Two, word, two words used for tongues. Uh, glasson and glasses. Glasses, which is used in Corinthians there, means that God, it actually, the Jews believed according uh, to Dean Alford's Greek commentary that when the word glossace was used, God used nothing about you but your tongue. Your mentality, your thoughts, nothing else about you was used. It was only your tongue. That was the way it was on the day of Pentecost. God gave them the utterance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to tell you something else. The scripture where it says, it is God that worketh all in all, and the word administration is office. God's got an office in this church tonight. you know it? His office is the giving of gifts. Hallelujah. That's His office. And He says, He worketh all, of them, all in all. The original says, He worketh all of them in all of you. It's God that does that. You don't do it by yourself. 
And the Bible speaks of the other gifts. It says if a man has not, uh, if he speaks in tongues, let him pray that he may interpret. If you've got to pray to interpret, you've got to pray to speak in tongues. And if you've got to pray to have wisdom, you've got to pray for all the rest of the gifts. You don't have a my friend, to control by your own self. That's God's office in the church. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changing. I mean, I could go on and on. He's the same God was at Tibroth Hatama when he buried them in graves of lust because of grumble. Watch out. I believe he's the same one. I believe the spirit that we feel right here tonight. I don't believe he's any less than when God moved over the face of the water. Thank God. And the original said the land stood up between the water. Hallelujah to God. It stood up between the water. Oh, glory. I don't believe he's any different, my friend. When Elijah or Elisha come to that river and he rolled that old mantle together and he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Has he changed? Has he gone out of business? Is he less? Is he diminished? Is he minimized? No, sir! But when he did the act, God was right there like he always had been. I believe tonight he's just as powerful as he was at Pentecost. I believe he filled with the Holy Ghost then. He fills with the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. They say you can't get the Holy Ghost. Little boy said, what am I going to do with it? I got it. How do, you, how do you undo this kind of thing anyway? Amen. Does anybody here know how to undo this kind of thing? I got it when I was a kid. I've had it all these years. I've lived, walked, and he's helped me. Thank God, what am I going to do to get rid of it? I can't have it. Amen. I snuck upon it. I got it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somehow, by miracle of metamorphosis, I received the power of God. But I'm going to tell you what. The reason I got it is because God never did change. He's always overhead. I believe, my friend, hallelujah to God. If God healed in those days, He can heal right here tonight. There's one thing I hope the church never gets without, and that's the healing power of God as well. We're in danger of losing that. But I still believe God can heal the sick. Hallelujah. I, I hope Brother Littlefield tells you a little bit about his miraculous experience. He wouldn't be here tonight. He's supposed to be dead. Doctors were pushing those that's going to live one way and those who wasn't going to live another way. And when they rolled him over and saw him, the man, and I don't like to say it, but he said, my God, he needs somebody that knows what he's doing. Just so happened one of the best surgeons was standing right there by him. He took him into a room and operated on him. He's walking around here tonight. Doctor said he wouldn't walk. He's walking. Doctor said he never would have children. He's got children. I stole it from you. You can't do it now. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. But there it goes. I'm going to tell you what, my friend. It thrills me to see the power of God come down on an individual. Hallelujah. Right here in this whole world with the TV, the miniskirt, and the godless attitude with the hippies, with the denominational world, it thrills me to come to a Holy Ghost church out in a little country place somewhere and that pastor take that bottle of oil and anoint somebody in Jesus' name and God heal them. I'll tell you what, there's no change in him. You don't have to figure 
He didn't have less power in 1500 than he had in AD 29. He doesn't have less power here tonight in 75 than he did even in that day. He is yet the all-powerful and almighty God. Amen. Glory. If I could go on tonight, and I'm closing pretty quickly, if somebody that knows what I'm talking about will do something about it. And that is this. There is no shadow. It never casts a shadow by orbital turning because he keeps up with it. He's ahead of it. He's got first place in everything. You know the scriptures that talks about that he took all authorities and principalities and he made a display of them, openly exposing them, triumphing, triumphing over them. You know what the word triumphant means there? It means a victorious procession with music and shouts and armies. You know what my God did? He leads this thing triumphantly tonight. There's a procession that's going on. Glory to God. And He is outdoing every principality. He is outdoing every power. He is outstripping. I'll tell you how I know that. Because I'm here, still living by the help of God. And I can intend to continue on until He comes. There is no shadow. Somebody said, I don't know. I don't know exactly. There's no shadow in Him. You ought to know exactly what holiness is. Amen? There's no shadow. You know what the shadow comes from? Us bending backwards making our own. The shadow comes from us still wanting so much of what we want. I'll tell you what's wrong with us a lot of times at some of our conferences. We've got a conscious complex. Our conscience is hurting us and we hope to hate to vote against things that we're, we're hurting in our conscience about. That's where you've got to have a preacher without fear or favor that'll stand up and say, God is this way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Now if you want to know what you're supposed to be like, this is the way God is. Amen, I was talking to you. Glory. There's no shadow. There's no shadow around here tonight. His presence is here. You ought to believe completely and fully that the power of God can move tonight just like it moved on the day of Pentecost. But 3,000, 3,000, all right, then you're telling me that God can't do it anymore. Huh. I believe that right here tonight in this service, I believe right here that God can do just like He did at Pentecost. He's not less in power than He ever was. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. They're on the radio saying God doesn't heal anymore. And all the time he's down here healing. Amen. You know what I mean? They're saying God don't fill with the Holy Ghost anymore. And all the time he's down here filling folks with the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory. I don't care what to say as long as I know that from there to there he's always the same. And his gospel's the same. And he'll never change it. He won't change it for you. And he won't change it for me. I've heard all kind of explanations. I've heard all kind of sermons to try to figure out why God doesn't do it anymore. And I wish I had time for some of the more uh, legal kind of things along that line. But I don't tonight. I'm just simply telling you 
that He loves the sinner like He's always loved the sinner. There's no doubt about it. There's no shadow around here tonight. I believe the presence of God is beaming down straight and full right here. I believe all of us feel the holiness of God. I believe we'll feel that. <laughs> the only holiness that some of you have is what you've got on. God give us that. But there's something about His presence upon you that cleans you. Hallelujah. It washes you. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Huh. They preached for a while that old preachers, you're done with. Have you heard that? That's the young preachers now. Days of preaching are over. Ho ho! Ha <laughs> I'm so glad you think God got smarter and he learned so much more. Instead of having old dull service where we preach. We can do it some other way. Don't fool yourself. It just pleases God to save one way. That's all. And he'll never change from that. Glory, 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 glory. I say he'll never change from that. And I'm going to tell you what. I long for those days. Hallelujah. Where the people believed that the power of God was involved in the individual humbling himself before God. And as Brother Whalen taught today and praying, Hallelujah. I long for that day. I believe there's a few people here tonight as I preached last night that's holding on to the old-fashioned way. Glory to God. And by old-fashioned, I don't mean we can't have air conditioning or electric lights. I believe by old-fashioned, I mean that we search for Him. We look for Him. And I told my boys, I said, you know what I want in preaching? Preacher, get me just as close to him as you can. Where I can see him like he is. Where I can feel him like he is. Where I can handle him with my own hands. The word of life. That's what preaching is. Bring him close to me. Bring him close to me. Hallelujah. It still pleases God through the foolishness of preaching to reach out and touch a heart. I hadn't put on a show up here tonight and I'm not here to be a smart aleck, but I'm so thrilled, and this is sincere from my heart, I'm so thrilled to know He who made the world lives in my heart and can heal and can save and move. And i tell you something else. There's no shadow around here tonight. He never let it be a secret. I'm coming for you. That's no secret. He's coming. Glory to God. He's the same. He said, now y'all look at him and you'll see him. Same way. Same one. Actually, the word same is the repetition of the personal pronoun or he autos. The same Jesus. Jesus. Which you see right now. Blepo. Or you see. Blepete. They're coming on. Going away. Shall come again. The same one is going to come again. Do you see him? That same one. Now, 2,000 years is not going to make a difference in him. When he comes back, he's going to look for worship. He's going to look for faith. He's going to look for prayer. Glory to God. Hallelujah! When he comes back, he's going to be as holy as he was. He's not going to have on a hippie robe and a hippie outfit. He's not going to be a liberator of those who count themselves bound by the administration. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'll tell you what he was. He said, I come to start a fire. I come for division. I come to start a fire. 
I come to break things up. I want to do a little dividing. I want to put some of you here and I want to put some of you there. And he said, who knows? But it's already started. I've already got that fire started. But I'm going to tell you what tonight. You may call me foolish, but I believe in this service that he has given me the grace to live for him. And that I'm so close. I am so close. Oh, glory to God. I'm so close. I feel his presence tonight. It's so close that I am ready to pray. Come quickly. Lord Jesus, I'm ready to pray it. Hallelujah. I hear yes, sir. the Savior say Listen to it. Thy strength indeed is small. You better tell him that tonight. Child of weak. Are you a little bit weak here? The Bible says there's some that are weak. Are you a little bit weak? Raise your hand. Wave it. I'm a little weak. All right. I'm a little weak. Would everybody join the priest on the chorus tonight, please? Jesus. God paid it all. Yes, he did. Hallelujah. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed Hallelujah. it white as snow. Sometime or another, I believe that in a holy horror, of the presence of God when it shall hover over us is going to start a change within our body. Now we've never had it to do that before but he's always breaking his record. Hallelujah to God. There's some here that are not ready and you won't go. You're tied down. You're tied down. You need to walk down to this altar tonight and say, Jesus, I need to be delivered. I want to know you just like you really are. You need to get up from where you're sitting. Now, I know we can have, we got our set ways of doing things. We stand, have an altar call, sing, and all that kind of stuff. But I believe you could show who you are tonight and let everybody know and let God know just exactly how bad you really want to be right by standing up from where you are. Amen. I'm not here to see how many. And they're not paying here by the head, I don't believe. But I would like to see somebody that's really hungry tonight touch God. Somebody that really needs Him. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. Get up and come right on. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is moving. I believe God will honor truth. I believe God honors truth. I don't have to pull any pranks here tonight. God's going to honor truth. And, and, and it's not to impress anybody with how well I've done. I believe I can close right now and feel that I've done my part before God. Hallelujah. But you need to know that God will have His way. Amen. If we've got to sing to you, if we've got to make you feel like you're hanging over hell by hair, forget it. He's holy. That's the reason you want to come to this altar tonight. It's because He's holy. 
and I want to be like him. Oh, glory. He's holy. He's the holy. He's the holy. He's the highest thing I've ever seen. Oh, glory. Brother, he's the holy. You can't touch him. Let me call him one of the most holiest names I know. Is that all right? You want to know? I didn't get to it tonight in connection with my scripture. He is the father of lights. Oh, glory. He's the daddy of all lights. He is the son of this galaxy. And every other light is just a reflection of that one big light. If, if there is anything about me holy tonight, Brother Bass, it's because that Father of life is shining right down on me here tonight. That's the reason I'm holy. If I am holy, it's because the Father of life is on me. God's moving tonight because of holiness. I want to be just like Him. Oh, glory. Shine on me. Shine on me, Jesus. I want to be just like You. Hallelujah. Let me reflect it here. They're still coming. Could I give this altar call this way? Listen to me. Listen to me. Every preacher, every Sunday school superintendent, everybody here, even to a sinner, I want you to come tonight.